I can't speak until I press the record button. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the um that should be the deal now because yeah, yeah. I have some gold. Rose was winning. We've I got know. On. I know. <laughs> Matt, you actually be you need to get the the set so then we can all just this can be the official. I do really like it. Every time I go on their website, they're sold out. I know. Guys, oh, I know. Yeah, they are. Um, Did we set a trend, Tyra? Are we trends? Yeah, these. Um, have you got matching pants too? She had to toe matching. Stop it, you guys. <laughs> I love how it wasn't even planned. It just happened. Both did the same thing, lifting their yeah. knees. So podcast listeners, yeah. we just decided to show off how badly inflexible both of us are. There me. was no mobility <laughs> there at all. Yeah. We looked like <laughs> the most immobile ladies ever. <laughs> Yeah, that was magical. It's a lovely little moment. This is it. So, Bianca, this is like our uniform now, okay? Okay. Saying that, do you know what? My school uniform was brown. Same as mine. Really? What? I had a brown uniform. Yeah, really weird. No way. I've never met anyone else who had a brown uniform. What the hell? Did you have like the blazers and the long skirts that you used to wear pajamas on underneath? Little school. It was like um, brown and yellow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. a combo, hey? What a combo. It's very brownies-esque, isn't it? Loving your energy today, guys. Like, I'm feeling all buzzy from you guys. Like, just such smiley faces. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Trauma Healing Queens podcast. I'm Bianca. I'm Rose. And I'm Tyra. And we are three trauma-informed coaches looking to help you explore the depths of healing, growth, and empowerment. So whether you're a survivor, a supporter, or someone simply seeking understanding, join us on this journey towards unveiling the resilience within us all. So very much like episode one, I'm going to pose a question to you ladies. So today's episode is all about the nervous system. What did you know about the nervous system compared to what you know about it now? Love. Love, love, love. Would you like me to give you the Google definition of what is a nervous yeah, system? Yeah, I've never, never Google. I don't think I've ever Googled it. Like, what no. are they saying? Okay. In biology, because, you know, that's what the genre of this podcast is. In biology, the nervous system is the highly complex part of an animal that coordinates its actions and sensory information by transmitting signals to and from different parts of the body. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. There you go, everyone. Now, next to that is obviously lots of other things that the internet offers you. And I personally prefer this definition. <laughs> the nervous system helps all parts of the body to communicate with each other. It reacts to changes both outside and inside the body. And the nervous system uses both electrical and chemical means to send and receive messages. Yeah, that would be closer to my kind of understanding of it. I'll be honest, though, in answer to your question, I think before I'd come into this space, I had no idea what the nervous, I think science in GCSE, did we, is that, is that a thing that was on the syllabus? Can you guys remember? Like GCSE biology? I want to say yes. I did get an an A in that. So (laughs) I just kind of flex. (laughs) Um, But I I can't, I don't think it's something I ever really thought about. And then I think my, because then I went into like PT. Mm, I was going to say. And I'm pretty sure on my PT course, Mm. we touched on nervous system, but definitely 
I never thought, I, I don't know about you guys, I speak about it on a daily basis with clients every yeah. single freaking day. Oh, if I, I had a pound. Yeah, we'd be millionaires, right? If we got a pound every time we spoke about the nervous system. I never thought I would speak about it as much as we actually do. And that is because it literally underpins everything that we do, right? It's 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 basically, I guess what that second definition is getting at is it's a whole, it's a communication network. Like your body's communication network, like internally, externally, like the nervous system allows us to do absolutely everything from like mm. jumping, shouting, touching, kissing, speaking, speaking feeling, mm -hmm. singing, everything. Yeah, it keeps your body in balance without you even realizing. Mm. Like, so it's doing all of this stuff unconsciously as well, which is why I think it fascinates me so much. Mm. But, uh, just jumping off the back of what you said there, Tyra, I think for me, the first time I really remember hearing about it was my PT qualification. And I remember it being like, right, the nervous system is made of two branches. You have this part that speeds everything up and this part that is like the rest and digest and it slows everything down and that is literally all we know like mm. if your client is too much in the speedy uppy part then you need to work on bringing them down because it's not good for their like you know chronically if they're chronically in that area that's not good that's literally all I know yeah you, Rose? did you do that in your PT yeah yeah and I, I think as well like I remember reading a lot of things about the heart and so like mm, talking yes. about the 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 connections between your heart and your head and actually that was probably the first time I ever heard of the vagus nerve yes but I'll be completely honest I then completely forgot about it until yeah. actually we started doing this work again um so yeah not not a ton of information um I think also for me and maybe you guys as well it was how you have like mind muscle connection so for the benefit of your workouts how your nervous system plays a role but then also I think in injuries you know you have the sciatic nerve you have um oh my gosh what's it called medial nerve medial nerve in your arm so radial nerves and mm. how they can play a role in sort of injury rehab so I think only because of that extension of what I, I did but even then it was just this is the nerve that hurts it's interesting though isn't it because it's something that when I started doing gratitudes so I've always stressed a client, the smaller, the better, even to the point where you're like, be grateful you can blink. Your lungs yeah. filling and emptying, your heart beating, yeah. your, your, your skin regulating temperature. All of this stuff is so freaking cool. And we do take it for granted, right? So actually bringing awareness to it, it's pretty cool. And it's a big part of what we, we do as coaches, right? We try and bring that awareness to your nervous system doing its thing without you even realizing. So I think this is it with the work that we do with clients, like bringing your awareness to your own unique nervous system is an absolute game changer when it comes to behavior change, healing, all of that stuff. Like if if you're not connected to yourself in that way, you're probably gonna get, you know, you're gonna stay stuck. We it's need to work stuck. with your nervous system and not against it. Do you know, I think that's a really good, sorry, I had tea in my mouth there. <laughs> um, I think that's a really, really good point, though, because a lot of our societal pressures is the no pain, no gain, isn't it? Like you have to force your way through things. You just have to toughen up. And it's, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you can't toughen up your nervous system. 
your nervous system is one of the strongest things within you to the point where, and this is the example I always use with clients, the power of your nervous system is this. If you try and hold your breath to the point of passing out, it will never let you. That's how powerful it is. And you don't even realize, you know, you could be doing everything within your power. It will pull you back. It's also like, you know, if you go to touch like a hot stove or something, you don't have to think about, oh, my hand is currently burning. I should move it away. Like before you even process what's happened, your nervous system has stopped you from touching the hot thing. It's like, it, it's we're talking like milliseconds here, right? Like it's mm. not this thing. It's, it's not the conscious thought of you going, hmm, I should breathe now. Hmm, my heart should pump some blood around my body. Like your body is just, it knows what it's doing. And it, 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 its primary focus is keeping you safe. Mm. Right? So it's again, own, yeah, it's only, right? The safety, mm-hmm. the nice little loop. <laughs> oh, we're back to the loops again. So yeah, this is it, right? So the nervous system is like your built-in safety radar. Quietly working behind the scenes, like to detect for, well, if situations are safe, what's dangerous, what's threatening. And so, yeah, like Tara said, it's your, it's your body's way of keeping safe without you having to think about that all the time. Mm. And it's it, uh, it'll either kind of like upregulate you or downregulate you, right? So like what B already touched on was the different parts of your nervous system. So we've got the somatic, which is kind of like voluntary movement, then the autonomic. The autonomic is where that, that you know, everything happens with, with, without the conscious awareness. Um, and then within the auto- autonomic part, you've got the sympathetic and then you've got the parasympathetic. And that sympathetic part is that sort of fight, flight or freeze. It's kind of like people, I'm doing this with my hands and it's a podcast and so no one can see, but my hands are like above my head. <laughs> like it's very elevated, right? It's where all the blood is rushing to the bigger muscles in your body and your heart rate's going. And um, you, it, it's kind of that I need to protect my body. I need to protect my body. And then you've got the parasympathetic, the rest and digest, which is, you know, way the recovery and the repair. And it's all nice. And now suddenly my hands are doing this really elegant thing that they like to do <laughs> when they're in the parasympathetic part. Um, you know, you've got blood around the digestive system, you're calm, you're regulated. And I think what's so important to point out as well is that neither of these states are good nor bad, right? And I think B, you you touched on that. It's, you know, being in an activated state isn't necessarily like we don't need to panic. Sometimes you might try to upregulate yourself. Sometimes if you're feeling a bit down or a bit low energy, you might, you know, you might do something something like vigorous exercise to kind of lift you up a little bit more. The difference is that's more controlled than you kind of getting an email from work and going, oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, but sometimes as well, you know, we need to, we need to come down. So I think, you know, when we're talking about a nervous system, it's learning how to navigate our way through it and recognize when you are in each state and actually like, is this state serving me? You know, you don't want to be in one state for too long. We're not meant to be like really high up here or really down here. It's, you know, it's very normal to move, move through the states. Mm. A healthy nervous system is one that's fluid, isn't it? Yeah. A flexible. Flexible like a jellyfish, right? Flexible like a jellyfish. There was a point that I wanted to make here, which was, you know, 
Tyra said autonomic and I've always said automatic, right? It is, it is your threat detection that's always going on because again, it's, it's kind of main mission in life is to protect, to, to keep you alive. It's kind of like the three phases. You have safe, you have mobilized and you have immobilized. Mm. So mobilized is exactly what Tyra said, blood going to the muscles, getting ready, fight or flight. And then you've got, as Tyra said, you'll freeze, which is where you're immobilized. And you want to kind of, you want, you want to be fluid in all of them. And you can actually kind of have two at the same time. So you can be safe and mobilized, which is like when you're playing sport, and you can be safe and immobilized. And like the image that always came to me for this was um, like a child being read a bedtime story by the parent. So you're like kind of sleepy and then you're safe. And the issues that arise so you know if we can kind of think let's 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 have three phases within the jellyfish right you want it kind of in that nice swing fluid jelly like <laughs> state but what tends to happen is you know as a result of trauma we get stuck in a certain state and it's more often than not it is the immobilized free state yeah. and we become functioningly frozen mm-hmm. So it's like the swan, you're like, you're calm on top, but everything's kind of kicking off underneath. And so this is sort of what I see as like our modern day issue with our nervous system. You know, we described this maybe in the first or the second episode. When you're stuck in a state, it's like a rubber band is clamped around your jellyfish. It's not allowing any kind of movement, any fluidity. I was going to say any jelly. <laughs> no jelly get it on a (laughs) t-shirt so and again just to reinforce what what tyra said i'm just giving like a kind of different perspective Hmm. is we need to learn when we're stuck where is our rubber band where is it where is the rubber band around the jellyfish is it the top the middle is it in the safe is it in the safety area it's it's unlikely but yeah. like, that would be nice wouldn't it if you were stuck in the set but then you wouldn't be but, then, but then you wouldn't yeah and, and, that as well knowing where you're stuck and what that looks like i think is really really important but yeah sorry i wanted to kind of just give like a different because we talk about fight and flight and we talk about freeze and fawn and this is where i got a lot of my confusion from because mm-hmm. as babies this is the study that always kind of stuck with me when babies cry uh, you know, they need like their nappies changing or they need feeding or they're too hot, too cold, right? That's their fight or flight. So we've gone from being safe to the nervous system going, something's wrong, you know, hello, help. Often the caregiver, most likely mum. But if mum or caregiver takes a long time to get to that child, then the child goes into the next phase of being dysregulated which is the freeze and fawn. And so it never learns to come down from the fight or flight. It only sees, Tara, you said like upregulates. When it upregulates, it only sees that pathway. So it only learns that pathway. It doesn't learn the pathway back down to safe because it hasn't co-regulated, which is something we are going to talk about. I've jumped around a bit. So B, take the mic. Can I try and summarize? Let me, uh, so what we were talking about, so we're, we're kind of talking about the dysregulated states of the nervous system. And what happens when you're in these the fight or flight, the freeze or form for prolonged periods? That's that's when the issue arises, right? So it's okay to be heightened. It's okay to feel disconnected at times. The problem comes when you're there for too long, and it like 
what happens then with humans, like we see this all the time in, with our clients, is they learn to adapt and discover coping mechanisms, right? And I mean, we've all been there as well, like absolutely, it's, it's a very human thing. Because um, our body is naturally striving for regulation. So <clears throat> if you're not able to naturally bring yourself back to that place of regulation, you're going to be reaching outside of yourself. So this then ties me back into what you were saying, Rose, with the co-regulation. So if babies, when they're younger, aren't supported properly emotionally by their caregivers, most people aren't because, you know, people don't learn about this stuff at school. Um, what happens is if the, the co-regulation doesn't happen when you're younger and what co-regulation is, is when two nervous systems kind of sync up. So at, when you are a, a child, you very much um, rely on your parents to regulate your nervous system. So if they can't even regulate their own nervous systems, like you're not going to have much chance of being regulated when you're younger. And then how that shows up when you're an adult is that you can't regulate your own emotions. And if you can't regulate your own, it's quite likely that you're in a dysregulated space, right? We we need humans, right? We need humans. We need to be able to co-regulate. And I think that's a really important message as well. Like we don't have to do this healing stuff on our own. 100%. Oh. Actually, like when you were talking about that, B, I was thinking how actually lovely is that that you know that that bond and obviously not everyone gets this but actually just the concept of you as an infant coming into this world and having you know that that bond isn't just oh like oh it's a new baby love it like you are so you're literally as a baby looking to your parents to regulate your internal like computer system like how freaking cool actually is that if obviously, you know, obviously there might be people who are like, yeah, no, my, my parents were not uh, nurturing at all. Thanks a lot for that. Not, um, not regulated. Not regulated. Yeah. <laughs> but but it is, that's how we learn. Thing. Yeah, it can be such a cool thing. And I think it's it's quite, I would say, quite interesting to just remind everyone, you know, from um, episode one, when we kind of spoke about, you know, what is what is trauma and just reminding everyone that, trauma is not the event it's not this one thing that happened it's a physiological response that lives in the body and repeats itself over and over and over right it's in the body not the thinking mind so that link between trauma and the nervous system and if you find like I have so many clients that come to me and their inner critic is so loud and they're like I don't know what the hell is wrong with me like this is what I want. Why, why am I not doing the thing? And it's like, if your habits and behaviors are repeatedly not in alignment, if they're a bit scatty, if they're erratic, if they're chaotic, this is a huge indication that your nervous system is not regulated. It's a huge indication. This isn't that you don't have willpower. You don't want it enough or whatever the gym bro, you oh, know, is gosh, yeah. it's not that. If you are saying to yourself you have this vision of how you want to behave and how you want to act and how you want to show up and you repeatedly it just not is not in alignment like this is a massive indication that you are possibly very dysregulated and actually it's not a case of you just can't do it it's a case of you just need to give your nervous system a bit of love because you know you might have these mm -hmm. kind of trauma responses showing up in 
your attachment styles and just how you show up in your life. And it's your subconscious mind reacting in a way that it learned to, you know, it's a protective response that safe back then. And it's just repeating on a loop over and over and over again. It's literally a protective survival strategy. What does a regulated nervous system look like? Uh, that's just made my like shoulders drop. Like, mm. like thinking about it, it's optimal zone, right? A regulated nervous system, you can, you feel emotions, but you can tolerate them. You are rational in your thinking. You are open, you're flowing, you feel grounded, you feel connected to other humans, present, mindful. This is like the the, the optimal place for like living your best life right and um yeah regulated you're compassionate all of those things is there anything you would add everything you said that I felt regulated from it right and for me it's a quiet mind yeah I'm not in my head the question I was going to ask you Rose is when you're regulated what what's your thinking like it's it isn't I'm not thinking I'm being my other question was going to be what does dysregulation look like to you guys I would say for me as an example like I can identify when I'm dysregulated because it often feels like things just keep happening to me like I'm not in control I'm on like the back of a horse and it's like running and I'm not in control and if I I feel super reactive like my my mind is scattered so Tyrus is on a out of control <laughs> horse. Yeah, it is. Okay. Scatty, chaotic, just actions that are just not in alignment with where you want to be, how you want to show up for yourself. Just really impulsive. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, and you know, and this, this can show up in what your coping mechanisms are. So if you find we obviously deal with a lot of women when it comes to um, chaotic eating. And the food is never the problem here, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny because I find, I don't know about you guys, but clients come to us and they go, yeah, food is my problem. Food, food is a huge issue for me. And actually, you know, we go, cool, I see that. Let's park that there for a second. Let's do some nervous system stuff. And then, you know, give it some time and they come back and go, oh yeah, no, I can have chocolate in the house. It's not really, it's not really a big deal. And, you know, it's just, it's it's the nervous system. It was the being dysregulated and the, the nervous system basically, I just need something to make me feel safe. I just need to come back into my safety zone, have some chocolate or do some online shopping or have some alcohol, gambling whatever it is looking at that coping mechanism but yeah if you're finding that your your actions are quite erratic chaotic out of control Mm -hmm. that's usually because you are dysregulated not because you've got like an inherent issue a lot of the time there's nothing wrong with you you're just dysregulated like and this is something that we can change and we can work on so dysregulation what would I overwhelming emotion just like everything's like oh my god um hypervigilance I suppose it depends how if you're disreg which way you're going dysregulated are you fight or flight or are you freeze or fawn but if you're kind of on the more freeze fawn I guess it could be no emotion this could be like a total zombie like state like so 
dysregulation can show up it shows up differently there are different we're going to go through this in another podcast we have a few like concepts and theories that we use with clients that I think will will help a lot of you but we don't want to go too much into that today because it's, it's, it's an, it needs a whole other podcast yeah. um, this, is, this is part one of two yeah this is part definitely or maybe more Let, let's see and also you know it shows up in the way you think it shows up in the way that your body like your posture all of those things so if I'm if I'm like in a heightened state, I'm trying to think about like what what my thinking might be like if I'm up there. So I guess it could be like, oh my god, like everything's going wrong, like you know everything. It's quite like, negative, isn't it? It's like a like I literally cannot. It's handle the life. classic like if I'm going spill, crazy. It's the classic <laughs> if you if you spill some milk, it's like it's the end of the world. Everything's shit. Like the day has gone to shit. Everything's yeah. terrible. Whereas when you're regulated, you can spill some milk. I was like, that's annoying. I got this. <laughs> All right. That's, yeah. that's There's like a, a different vibe. Like, so low zone, the thoughts are different. My thoughts are different when I'm zombie like. Yeah, 100%. Right. So my thoughts are like when I'm down there, I'm like, uh, I'm all alone. No one loves me. Like, that nothing's got, I can't do anything right. It's like more of like a hopelessness. This reminds me of the donkey from Shrek. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> There's no one here <laughs> beside me. <laughs> oh, bless him. He's Sorry, Bianca, you're and... just telling He's us how lonely enough. you feel and we're telling you you're like the donkey from Shrek. Yeah, I mean, that's what, when I'm in that more dysregulated donkey. That's all the that a t-shirt. Rose, this list is going to be like, God. <laughs> You know, the first step is actually just becoming aware of what's going on. And if once you start like checking in with these things, I know it's like super easy to get frustrated with yourself and your nervous system, but actually the responses and how you react to things, you needed them at one point, right? What if you are in a place now where it's like you can feel the frustration, that is a sign that those you don't need those safety mechanisms anymore, right? Yeah. That actually you're like okay, this, I, I don't need this. I am safe. But you need to obviously then work with the nervous system to tell your nervous system that it's safe. Half the time, we don't actually recognize we're dysregulated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we talked about trauma, we assumed it was a big event, didn't we? And I wonder as well if what we assume nervous system dysregulation, we assume it's the fight or flight part, don't we? Mm. But it's often that freeze. It's often that fawn. People-pleasing it's perfectionism self-sabotage self-protection mm. when you know we've got like a, a logical part of us and an emotional part of us in conflict that's a really good telltale sign that we're dysregulated because we could logic bomb stuff i think i said this to you a little while ago guys i was like i am tantrumy today i don't know why i'm feeling a tantrum i was trying to stomp around i'm really angry and i was like okay so my logic brain's going what are you doing and my body's going I just want a tantrum. We're like, mm, so we've got some dysregulation here. That was my 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 red flag. <laughs> my reg, my dysregulation red flag. Oh, try saying that quickly. I think the thing with um being regulated, when you're regulated, it doesn't mean not feeling things. It yes, means feeling things, but not that it doesn't overwhelm you. Like you it's okay. You can be regulated and sad. You can be regulated and angry, like, but it doesn't like overwhelm you. That's a really good point. Regulated and angry. I think anger is a big oh, emotion. Rose, in that, you know, in your tantrum state, were you regulated and angry? Or were no. You no, I wasn't. And I think... What's the difference? Oh, let me... Give me a sec. <laughs> Sorry. 
It's a good question. I'm curious. I was dysregulated because I was thinking about why I was angry too much. I wasn't just being angry. Okay. Okay. I was thinking too much about why am I angry? And I was also judging my anger. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was judging my anger. I was going, why being angry? For goodness sake, stop being angry. Yes. It wasn't just like a, I'm angry and you know, that's okay. Yeah, because that is different. Yeah. Today I was angry and I was just, you know, effing and blinding everywhere I really was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that felt healthy. Yeah, healthy anger. Yeah, it felt like healthy anger. So, yeah. But that's taken, you know, and I want to kind of stress this, like that's taken me quite a while to understand Mm -hmm. about myself because my healthy anger is going to look different to Tyra's healthy anger, to look different to Bianca's. Tyra, yours and us are probably actually the same, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Probably. (laughs) But I think it's just exploration and understanding. So be curious without judgment. Be compassionately curious. Understanding yourself and your nervous system exactly as B said at the beginning. You have to explore your own unique nervous system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have, and you know what is so cool? We are, like, it makes us us, right? And as, you know, sometimes it can be a bit annoying the way it responds, but actually... If we can try and meet it where it's at, that's what we really need to do. Yeah. Without judgment, right? Judgment, no judgment. Just start noticing your reactions to things. Start like slowing down. Start like, oh, okay, I think I'm, you know, what? how's that feeling in my body? And just start noticing that. That's probably my top tip. Your body will always give you warning signs. So that moment, we we were talking about biscuits earlier, right? That that moment leading up to you going, fuck it, I'm just going to have the biscuits. Your body would have been giving you quite a few signs of hey hi hi not feeling safe right now hello but we tend to dismiss it all we're just so busy and we just you know we're multitasking here and we're we're doing this and we're doing this and then this person needs this and then you know we go home and the kids dinner still needs to be and like we are just like one thing after another and then it's 9 p.m kids are in bed and it's like But your body has been going, hi, I really need your attention. Hi, like, (laughs) we are are not okay. But if you start tuning in, like, what are those signals for you? What are your own warning signs that you're heading for this regulation? Like, knowing that can be a huge superpower because you're able to kind of, like, intercept and you're like, oh, my ears are burning now. Okay. Okay. Your body keeps the score. Yeah, more awareness, the better. Yeah, and tell yourself there's nothing wrong. You are just dysregulated, right? And I think that's, we can bring in, again, more compassion. There's nothing wrong. We're just dysregulated. But to be honest, I feel quite regulated right now. What what about you? Always, always when I'm chatting to you guys. We are Mm co-regulating. I was going to say, you guys are my co-regulation queens. Love it. So, okay, you may have gathered from the energy within this podcast that there's a lot within the nervous system. We've had to hold back on a lot here as well. And we've hoped we've made it kind of an entry point for everyone to start understanding what, what is our nervous system? What is a regulated nervous system? What is a dysregulated nervous system? And something we felt that we really wanted to do was show you how to regulate when you're dysregulated. But first we needed to explain what, what, what those states were. So I love talking about this and I hope it's helped people also as always, invite compassion in and remove shame. Mm-hmm. You, as the girls have said, you are never broken. You are simply buried. Should we end there today, ladies? Yeah, that was wholesome. Yeah. Always wholesome with you guys. All right, stay tuned. 
Stay Excellent. tuned for part two. Bye. Adios, amigos. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope the conversation about drama has shed some light on the shadows that so many of us carry. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and leave us a review. Join us again in our next episode as we continue to explore the diverse facets of trauma and resilience.